Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life.
The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servant of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it came? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while we gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into the barn, into my barn. So the wheat, now terror, looks just like wheat. It grows as tall as the wheat does. It is nourished and brought up with the same soil that the wheat uses. And the Bible says in another place that he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. And he shines and shows his love and kindness to everybody. He doesn't just say, well, those people are no good or I created evil, but I'm not going to help the evil. God created the evil and he created the good. He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. So when these terrors, when these weeds start coming up, the people that plant the garden, they don't say, well, I'm going to water the wheat, but I'm not going to water the, the, the weeds. The weeds have the same water that the good seed has, and they grow up together. Now, the difference between a terror and an actual blade of wheat, there's only one distinct way you can tell, and that's because the seeds of a terror are black, whereas the seeds of wheat are light brown or some other shade of color, but they're not black. So a terror will grow up looking just like a wheat stalk. They look identical. You can't tell them apart except for the discoloration of the seeds that grow on them. And the roots are a little stronger than a um, than the wheat plant. But what happens is if you if you grab that weed before the the wheat takes root, you'll pull up the wheat too, because the weeds grow faster than a plant. So they get stronger, they grow, their roots grow deeper. So if you pull them up, you'll dig up the good. If you let them grow together, weeds are very weak. So they don't grow that strong in the ground. Some weeds, some weeds very much do. But the majority of them, when they're with other plants, they don't grow that strong. So if you let that good seed get root into the soil, then when you pull up the weed, it won't bother the other plant. So that's why Jesus says, sometimes let them grow together. Sometimes there's people in our life that are really not that good for us. And the devil puts them there to turn us away from God. And God doesn't just move everything that hurts us and harms us and keeps every path clean and clear for Because then we're not going to grow. We're not going to get mature. If you have a child and you block every corner of the table and you make everything padded that he can't get hurt, he's going to grow up to be a mess. 
Because when he goes out to in the world, there's not going to be all of that. He walks on the sidewalk, it's not going to be a padded carpet. So if he falls on the sidewalk, it's going to really hurt because his knees are not used to that. But if you let a child just play, he's going to get scars, he's going to get hurt, but he's going to grow up so that when he's older, he falls, gets up, and doesn't bother him. Same way with us. If God was to protect us from everything, we wouldn't grow not good. We wouldn't grow healthy. We wouldn't know how to fight. And then when the devil did come to fight, we would lose. But he lets the terrors grow with us. He lets bad happen and bad grow up with us. And at the right time, when, it, when we read right here, when we begin to bring forth fruit, that's because our roots are grounded enough. They're strong enough to handle for when God begins to pull things out of our lives. There's some people that are really babies in Christ. And if I walk to some people that don't know Jesus that well, and I lay down the rules that I try to live my life by, they won't want to be Christians. If I went to them and I said, you know what, it's the King James Version Bible. If you read another one, then you're going to hell. If you study out of anything else, you're going to hell. It's a King James Version Bible. No TV, no movies, no this, no that. No. How many people do you think would be like, you know what, this is a really good walk. I'm going to try it. I probably wouldn't have any. If I came and I told people, yes, we have a church, but the Bible says that you must pay 10% of your tithes and offerings, they're going to categorize me with everybody else that they heard. And how many people do you think would be like, oh man, this is nice? And not to toot my own horn, but when I talk to people, they say, well, why aren't you driving a nice car? It's because I don't preach very much. You guys don't do tithes and offerings? I say, we do. Right? That's if you want I don't preach it. I don't make a sermon about it. I tell you to your face. But then that's up to you. Because that's not what the church is about. God never said not one way in his Bible, go and preach them how much money they need to give. He didn't say that. He said, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, give sight to the blind. A lot of it is spirituality versus um, outward appearance. But still, we need to do those so then he says, let them grow. Now when God begins to save people, then they begin, he's begin. okay, don't do this, don't do that, move away from here, don't watch that so much. Then he begins to start pulling out those weeds that are bothering them in their life, and then they can grow because they're strong enough to do it. What did Jacob say? He said, let me not go with you right now to Esau. They said that they were going to go visit back to their dad. But Jacob said a very, very important thing. He said, I can't push the cattle and the children too hard or they will all die. I have to go at a pace that they can handle. That's the same thing God does with us. He knows that some things need to change. He knows that we need to get mature. He knows that we need to grow up and he's not going to settle for anything less, but he's going to do it in a pace that we can continue and go. He's not going to just slap the book at you one day and say, change by tomorrow. That's not the way it works. So terrors need to be there. Now, a terror is not necessarily God letting you get away with something. A terror is the devil trying to get you down. But it's just like martial arts. You got to spar. They train. They spar. If you don't, you never know what you can do. But 
when he lets the devil tempt you, lets the devil test you, lets the devil put something in front of you, you can learn how to overcome. And he said, I'm not going to let it be too much. I'm not going to put no more upon you than you can bear. But he's also not going to make it so easy till you never have to exercise. He's not going to do that. You have to fight. There's a scripture that says if you don't dip your, or if you don't have blood on your sword, you will be cursed. You have to fight. That's the only way to get strong. So when we see bad things in our lives and we see all this evil around us, know that God created the evil and the good. He's in control. Keep our minds on God. Don't worry about what's going on out there. Keep your mind on God. Keep your mind on the walk that you have with God. He has a place prepared for you. Now, in there it says, but when men slept. That's what got my attention out of this whole parable. Is that word, slept. <laughs> the reason is because the, when the devil plants these terrors in our lives and we eat, if, if we was to eat one of these weeds, it's very poisonous for human beings. It's not poisonous for animals, but it's poisonous for human beings. And it causes nausea, sleepiness, convulsions, and even death. If you eat those seeds from uh, terrors, from, and they're also called, called darnels. If you eat a darnel seed, you can die. But they grow with the good food. So if you don't know the word of God and you'll be carried away by every wind of doctrine and you're just doing whatever you think is right and you're not paying attention, you can end up dying by eating the wrong thing because it looks good. Don't just eat something because it looks good. Don't just go to church and hear something. Oh, well, that sounds good. I'm going to run with it. No, go search the scriptures. Make sure that it is the wheat. Make sure that it's not one of these poison weeds. When I get up here and I preach to you guys or I teach to you guys, don't just take it and run with it. Go and search the scriptures. Make sure that you're eating the bread of life. You're not just eating something that Alan said. Search it. Because if I'm telling you wrong, I would really like you to point it out. That's not what I would like to know because then that means I'm eating the wrong thing. So search it. Make sure it's right. We're going to go to Proverbs. Four, six, four through five. Give not sleep to thine eyes, nor slumber to thine eyelids. Deliver thyself with the rope in the hand of the hunter, and of the thirst in the hand of the hunter. Now, what does it say? Deliver, you're going to read some more verses. Now, it says, Deliver yourself from the hunter. What did the Bible say that the devil seems to do? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's saying, Deliver yourself. Don't get caught sleeping. Deliver yourself from this hunter. He's on his way. He is looking. He is ready. He's hunting everybody that he can. And what did Jesus tell Peter? Don't sleep. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Because when we sleep, this is what sleep means. When we sleep, it means to lose enthusiasm it means to lose focus get lazy not care or have lack of zeal for something so what that means is when we 
The Bible says in Revelations, he says, I have somewhat against you because you left your first love. We first hear about Jesus. We're so pumped. We're so excited. We want to go. We want the church doors can't open fast enough sometimes. Sometimes the sermon is too short and the music wasn't long enough. We have all of this energy that we want to know and we want to learn and we read. But then the devil comes in. If you let him, you have to be done. And he knows the Bible better than we do. He can quote us scriptures better than we can quote scriptures. He quoted them to Jesus. But he starts telling you, you need to be done. Look, you got bills to pay. You need rest. You need to go over there and take care of this. You don't need to read that much. You don't need to pray that much. God knows your heart. He knows what you need. As long as you know a little bit, that's good. It's going to take you away because you are under grace and truth. You don't need to read that much. He will tell you when you, and he'll use those verses too. All he says is, look, don't premeditate. The Holy Ghost is going to give you what you say when you need it. You don't need to be all up in your Bible. The Holy Ghost got you. He's going to tell you what you need when you need it. So then we start, okay, well, you know, okay, yeah, I don't need to read that much. I know the Holy Ghost got me. When you start slacking, that's when he can come and start planting his terrors. That's when he can come and start putting bad thoughts in your mind. That's when he can come and start making your life go all fall apart. And when you wake up, you are so far in the left field and don't know how you got there. You wake up and, man, I know I sowed good seed and I see all of these terrors in my field. Desires, temptations, lust, drunkenness, fornication, you name it, and you'll plant it all right there. Because you got caught slipping. Because you put it down just a little bit. You thought, and that's why he says, don't lean on your own understanding. When I say give yourself to reading, I mean don't put the Bible. If you have an opportunity to read, use it. If you have an opportunity to pray, pray. If you have an opportunity to meditate, meditate. Use every opportunity. Because when you start slacking, then if you notice when you stop praying as much, when you stop reading as much, you start noticing church is not that important. The zeal to play music is not kind of that eager anymore. If the church is late, it's not really that big of a deal because probably you're late too. It's not that important anymore the more you start slacking, the more sleepy we get. That's why he said, go to 9 and 11. 9 through 11. How long would thou sleep, O sluggard? How long would thou rise out of thy sleep? Yet a little fruit, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall they cause the sinners of my establishment and they want to be gone tonight. <laughs> I like that. I still memorize it. So when you get sleepy, and everything's gonna, then everything's gonna come to you before you know it. Before you know it, you are so far off, you feel like God's not there. And it's not because God left you, it's because you left him. It's not because God forsook you, it's because you forsook him. When we get sleepy, we can't get sleepy. We have to have the same ambition 
ambition as day one. We have to have the same enthusiasm as day one. I remember when I first got baptized, I would think every single day I cannot put a spot on my robe. So if I didn't know if it was good or bad, I would just rather not do it because I was so scared to put a spot on my robe. Not because Jesus is ready to kill you and ready to knock you out the way, but I knew that he is so gracious and so strong and he gave me a chance. I'm not losing this chance. If I took a nap in the middle of the day, I would wake up and I would pray first because he said honor him with the first. And I was highly blessed. going around. Before I knew it, they gave me an option. Preach or live like that. I would rather live like that. And my life just crashed. I went down. Don't let the devil trick you and say, well, you got this. We don't have it. We don't have it without God. We have nothing. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. Learn as much as you can. Don't let the devil say you learned enough because you did. Pray as much as you can because you can't pray too much. Read as much as you can because you never can read too much. Study as much as you can because you can't study too much. It was by the grace of God when he gave me another chance and I said, I want the same zeal. I don't want to mess up again. I don't. Because what if I don't want the chance it took me 22 years in the gutter like that. And I'm 41. I might not have another 22 years because God doesn't always strive for that. Let's use the same zeal. Let's go to Ephesians. I mean Hebrews 12, 1 through 4. back in the day unto blood. They died. God's disciples. I mean, you can read about it. But they were sawn asunder. They were killed with the sword. They were in dens and in sheepskins and naked and destitute and hungry. And Paul can give you a list of what he went through. We haven't even got to anything yet. We're falling for little temptations that haven't even been threatened yet. That's because we got caught slipping because we put the Bible down a little too long. Let's pick it back up because there's going to be a time, I don't know if we're going to still be here, but there's going to be a time when it is going to get up. And if you can't handle today, you're not going to handle then. If we can't stand up and earnestly <coughs> contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints today, we're not going to be able to handle it if they knocked on that door and said, get out of here or die. 
We're not going to be able to do that. We're not going to be able to stand. If you can't stand today, why? Because it's not us that stands. It's Jesus that stands. So if we don't have him today all the way, he don't do 99.9. He does 100% or nothing. And he told us, I'm a very jealous God. So either you have all or you don't have anything. We haven't even got to a threat yet. I haven't even been threatened yet. And so if we can't stand today, we're not going to stand then. We're going to go to Ephesians 6, verse 10. This one's going to, you're going to break up this one. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wild of Now he says, put on the whole armor of God. I like that word first in verse 10. It says, finally. Finally means after all that's been said and done, finally get a chance to do it. Now is the time. Don't put it off any longer. You've tried everything you can try. Nothing has worked. At least try this. Because nothing else has done it. You can't fight the devil without the armor of God. You cannot stand a day without the armor of God. He says, finally, put it on. Get it right. Get it together. Do it today. To be continued. The word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May He keep you. May He shine His face always upon you. And may He forever keep you.